it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 130. You know, my birthday was this past Saturday on July 25th, and I am now 43 years old, and I couldn't imagine being in a better place. Since everything kind of shut down in March, my birthday was the first time that my family of four got in the car and went somewhere together. It was pretty crazy. And I think that this weekend really taught me to reflect, to reflect on what is good and what is going on. And, you know, it's not just my family. It's also this podcast and the Expand Online community on Facebook. And my heart is full. I love creating this podcast for you every week and interacting with listeners both inside the Expand Online community and on Instagram and even on my Facebook profile, just straight direct messages. I love it. My Facebook group, the Expand Online community, is a place for you. It is for amateur and professional artists, for educating artists. It's for musicians and dancers, actors, creatives, visual artists. Really, truly, my goal with the community is that we can come together and find a way for everyone to have the business that you dream of in the online space. It brings me so much joy to welcome new members to the group. So if you aren't there yet, what are you waiting for? I would love to welcome you with open arms. Go to expandonlinecommunity.com and join us now. That link, of course, is inside the show notes. When you join us, you will have some entry questions, including one that asks for your email address so that I can send you my weekly updates on Wednesdays. It's the same day as the podcast comes out, so it's just kind of all comes together. It's a reminder for you to take action on your dreams and your goals and not just to listen to the podcast passively and just let it be part of your week. Make it something that helps you propel your business forward. Last week on the podcast, I had an on-air strategy session with Amelia. We were discussing how she is building her art business online. She started to sell her art online without ever having sold in stores or galleries before. And this week, I'm taking that same kind of vantage point and I'm doing it on the art education instead of the final product delivery. Whether you want to teach people how to paint or draw or you want to show people how to use clay or how to play an instrument or to dance or to be an actor or a musical theater or whatever it is, this truly can be done online whether or not you have ever taught those skills in a studio or in someone's home or with a company or with an organization. 
If you have been hanging around the podcast for any length of time, that you know that I generally recommend launching online programs to your established clients and students and customers. So of course, this is kind of a deviation from that because you don't generally have clients, students, and customers if you've never worked in a studio or from within an organization before. Here's something I know about you. You are going to be a great teacher. You are confident that you know what it is that you want to teach and you have the absolute ability to relay your skills in an educational platform. You just don't necessarily have a network of people who can vouch for you and say, yes, this is a great educator. And that's really what we're going to talk about now, because you don't have to have that past experience in order to be successful online. It is always just a matter of finding the right angle to present your opportunity. That's really what you're selling is an opportunity, an opportunity for people to learn and be inspired and take action and release their creativity. Your online workshops and classes and programs are just there to help people have more confidence and insight and freedom to truly explore whatever type of art you present. Now, there are two methods that I'm going to share with you about getting the word out for your new online programs. The first place is within our direct network. This is where we go to our friends and family and let them know that we are going to start offering some kind of online class. It could be something like, hey, I am starting to offer a drawing class for people who are wanting to learn how to draw with the right perspective. And do you know anyone who has been thinking about learning how to draw or shared with you that they want to draw? From there, you just take the conversation where it goes. If they have answered yes, then ask them for a warm introduction. That's really the next step. Having your friend or family member connect you together with someone that they know might be interested in what you're doing is way, way better than just being like, okay, that's great. Can I have their email address? No, we want that connection. We want our friends and family members to share us with their friends. It's called a warm introduction. And it really doesn't have to take a lot of time for your friend or family member either. There are really two different ways to do a warm introduction. I do recommend the second one I'm going to mention. The first is when they are saying, yeah, my friend Jen, she's been talking about learning to draw. Let me see if she's interested. That one is a little bit more of a closed door because your friend is saying, let me check. So that's good. You just have to follow up with your friend and say, hey, did you have a chance to talk to Jen? So your friend becomes a little bit of a conduit between you and Jen, their friend. So making sure that you are really clear with your friend or family member and saying, hey, can I check back with you tomorrow afternoon and see what she says? That's the way to keep that door open and keep that conduit going because otherwise your friend or family member, after they are done talking to you, might get preoccupied with something else. And then when you come back to them the next day, they'll be like, oh, I haven't asked yet. This way we're setting expectation, even with our friends, because it just helps with our business going so much smoother. 
The other possible warm introduction is the response to something like, yeah, my friend Jen has been talking about learning to draw. I wonder if she would be interested. In this case, your friend isn't volunteering to find out. So our response is going to be, will you start a thread here on Facebook or an email thread, if that makes more sense, to introduce me and Jen so I can take the conversation from there? You're asking your friend to create the warm introduction and then pull out of the conversation. I really much love that second method better because it puts you in direct contact with your potential student earlier on. And for a lot of people, it is so hard to start these conversations with a stranger, even though you have a friend or uh, acquaintance in common. But when that friend is in the conversation, they are in both of your corners and it's an easier conversation to get started. Your friend or family member can always bow out of the conversation once the introduction has been made. They don't have to stick around. Now, expanding your circle and filling your program with friends and family members and their connections is a great start. And it can fuel things for a long time, really, because after you finish that first program, the people who have been involved in that one become the conduit to the next round of students. It becomes a balloon effect. Every time that you have people come in, the circle grows and grows and grows. But that's not the only way to get the word out about your program. Friends and family members are great, and I would definitely, definitely lean on them. But let me ask you a question. How did you hear about this podcast and me? I bet that you found out about the podcast or me or both through word of mouth from friends or family, like I was just talking about, or that you stumbled into the Expand Online space, either through my posts or comments on Instagram or in a Facebook group. Is that right? And that's the exact methodology that you'll want to adopt to bring people into your online classes. This is what's called organic marketing, marketing that is done without spending money. It's all about providing value and attracting customers and students to you through your words and actions. Truly, the key to being successful with online organic marketing is to be as specific as possible with the type of student that you want to attract to your programs. I mean, if you want to attract moms with kids under five who are in desperate need of something for themselves, you're going to go about organic marketing differently than someone who wants to attract empty nesters who have now created more time in their weeks to allow creativity in. It's true that both of these groups of women could be attracted to the same program on paper. If it was in a catalog, they might both be interested in it. But when it comes to online, it's going to be a different game. When marketing comes into play, we need to attract one and repel the other in order for people to truly believe that our program is the exact right solution for them right now. Thinking about the dynamics inside your program. There are um, going to most likely be synchronous and asynchronous components. Synchronous means like interactive components and asynchronous may be uh, videos or PDFs or other things that you include in the program. Inside those interactive components, when you have moms who have kids under five, they are going to show up far differently 
especially in their headspace, than the empty nester. Think about the dynamics of an interactive component inside your program. Moms who have kids under five are going to show up in a far different headspace than the empty nester is going to show up. When these two groups of people are in the same in-person class or workshop, they've both had time to get into the right headspace because they are leaving their homes and driving to a studio or center. Online, there is absolutely no controlling the environment or headspace of the students, which is why it's super beneficial for everyone to be coming from the same family setting and the same chaos or freedom that they are all in it together. And this really sets you up for success. It'll be far easier for you to speak to what you know is going on in their home to help them get the most out of your program. Again, if you are working with the empty nester, maybe you'll suggest showing up to class with a cup of tea. But if you're working with the mom who needs a break, maybe you're going to give her tips to carve out space for attending classes a day or two ahead of time and for her to call out her sacred space. And every time she walks by that space in her home, she says, I get that space all to myself on Wednesday afternoons at five. That is my sacred space. And that's all about positioning the program to benefit the student. This could be the exact same program from an educational standpoint, but we are presenting it in two very different ways so that it attracts the right people to the program. That's really how we differentiate ourselves. And let's talk about how to use organic marketing to convey this and attract our ideal clients. With organic marketing, we need to show up where we believe our audience is also showing up. With the moms of young kids, we might find ourselves in great conversations in Facebook groups talking about healthy food for kids, nap time and sleep, activities for young children, and so on. These groups really seem to have nothing to do with marketing your workshops and programs. And that's exactly the point. When people get to know you, not just for what you do, but who you are, they are going to be welcome to your message about creating time for themselves through artistic expression. One thing leads to another and eventually a student-teacher relationship is formed. Or maybe they might know somebody who would be interested. So even if somebody that you become acquaintances with inside that Facebook group isn't interested, they have their own circle. And then we can go back to what we were talking about earlier on in this episode about friendly introductions. And, you know, for our empty nesters, they might be gravitating towards groups that focus on more leisure activities or home beautification or health and wellness. They probably also have time to be in groups that are actually more specific to learning what it is that you teach. When we are in this type of group, we are there to make real connections, not to promote ourselves. People can absolutely feel the difference. I usually comment on posts more than I post myself in these types of groups. This way, I am seen of value first and I'm truly giving value. And then as things move forward, it feels good to have those deeper conversations. And the same can go for Instagram. The landscape on Instagram is a little bit different 
because we are not behind the walls of, or the, the gates of a community. Everyone can just comment on other people's posts and send messages as they wish. So I think that one of the easiest ways to start finding people to interact with on Instagram is using hashtags and the suggested posts feature inside of the Instagram app. Here again, we're in it for the conversation and not for promotion. Really, this is all about being of service and not being self-serving. It's going to be so much easier to grow your online art classes and workshops when you make truly genuine connections. And here's the secret. People are generally curious about what other people are doing. So when we show up online and are generous with our knowledge and insight, it evokes the sense of curiosity, which leads to the opportunity to invite your new online friends to your programs. Before you try to interrupt me, and of course you can't really do that because this is one-way audio, let me just say that this strategy basically works with every online business that provides coaching and instruction. This is absolutely the single best way to expand beyond your immediate sphere of influence. Now, to wrap things up this week, I want to see you start laying the foundation for your first or next online program. Just grab a piece of paper and start mapping out the program and especially who it's for. Then from there, be sure to pop into the Expand Online community on Facebook, which of course, like I said, you can access through the show notes. And let's, as a community, help one another determine what Facebook groups your ideal students are likely in and what hashtags they are using on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you inside the Expand Online community.